Chapter seventeen might be my favorite: the myth of time management. Now, time management. Oh my lord, I have struggled with time management for a long time. But my father actually stopped me one day, and he was like, "You know what?" Actually, you started struggling with time management later on in life, but as a little child, I remember you being very disciplined,、uh, actually always thinking what I need to prepare today in order to be okay tomorrow, and it's. Always a surprise to me how, what kind of, what kind of an adult I actually was when I was little. You know, I it seems like I I became very adult behaving very early on, because I think I was able to role role play so so fine. Meaning I was just observing my parents and I was just copy pasting right. And I saw my mom preparing our clothes the day before on a sofa. So in the morning we would just wake up and we would just find、uh, the clothes to dress, you know. So I would or and the same went for our lunch or whatever, you know. And so when I started going to school, automatically. I applied the same principle for books, for notebooks, and、um, I remember my mom checking up on me at the very beginning when it came to school. But eventually, I just, I just learned. I just, I just was very quick in learning the habits that I was seeing around me, and eventually, as I. As I grew older, you know, high school times, it all became a little trickier, right? Because, because of the demands of the school, it was way too much for a high school. I'd say I should have never gone to that high school in first place, but I I got in, and、uh, it was extremely challenging, extremely difficult, and. To prepare for next day, let's say, was just、um, very challenging for me. Very, very difficult for me because, see, I wanted to prepare perfectly. That was a problem there, and that was impossible. So it took me a while to figure out how to actually choose what to. Prepare for in a perfect manner, which I eventually figured out it was English for me,、um, and then that meant, you know, that meant、um, I would have a B from from chemistry, for example. But I was okay with it because I was in- enjoying English so much. But yet again, it took me. A good year to figure it out and to get a hang of it or whatever you know. I wish they they were not pushing us so hard 
in high school to get straight A's because it was actually a whole mentality of that time. Even of our uh, head teacher who was responsible for the whole class, there was still this push. You have to have straight A's, straight A's. It was like the ego of a, of the the head teacher of the class was just boosted if if we all had straight A's. And believe me when I say we were a full class of high achievers, top achievers. It was like 28 girls in one room. Can you imagine? Oh my Lord. <laughs> Only four poor boys, or I don't know how many of them. One, two, three, four, five. Now when I think about it, maybe six, I don't know, I don't even remember. But I remember I was sitting next to one of them and that was such a blessing. Such a blessing because men are just so chill. Oh, I love it. I loved it. First year I was sitting next to this boy and he was this, you know, these uh, lazy, intelligent kind of boys who like he was he was very very smart if he only tried harder but i didn't mind because i would always like if he didn't have homework i would you know i would help him out and everything um just because i i was appreciative of his calmness so much i was just like yes of course take my homework copies whatever take it i i don't mind i, I just love the the chill energy i get to i get to feel next to you actually and when you study feng shui actually you'll learn that there is a reason why a man and a woman lie and sleep in one bed see even if you don't engage physically during night during the night um the the rebalancing of the energies happens anyway that's very interesting actually very interesting and so um yeah but i went a little off the topic as usual we wanted to talk about time management so yeah so when i was in my teenage years i became quite um a mess because um of the I call it the inner tension, the inner, yeah, inner tension. Um, and, and because of that, I just, uh, yeah, I just struggled with, uh, with my time. Because I'm the kind of person who loves to go deep on a thing and once again, I chose English to, to, to study deeply. And then I would get lost in English. And I would, I would love doing homework. And I would, I would get more and more curious about the little details of the language. And, and then suddenly it was like 8 p.m. And it was like time to get, time to start getting ready for bed and there was there were like five more subjects to go through and that created a huge sense of stress for me because I didn't have energy left for those five remaining subjects and they were all 
extremely challenging and very demanding and those teachers were also very demanding and it was just such a stress for me such a stress and and that uh, eventually became a kind of habit i think for myself to you know to to get stressed if i started feeling as if i was running out of, running out of time and only later in life i've learned okay so you know i'll just i'll just continue tomorrow so i finished this today and you know i'll just get back to it tomorrow but at school sometimes <laughs> Next day there is a test and you you know uh you you get a bad grade and then you feel so much worse about yourself and you know it's such a like but this is like a, a whole uh educational topic I I started getting into but um anyway I think you get the point time management is such a crucial crucial element of our lives that they should really educate us as children what it actually means and how to actually self-manage there is a fantastic book called manage oneself by peter drucker the father of management and um it's not even a a huge book i strongly suggest you to read it because he also describes there how how you can learn and how we learn how we all learn differently and it's very good to know how you actually what is your learning style and he also talks about management time management in general but let's see what grand cardone actually has to say about time management see he considers time management a myth because see instead of managing time we cannot really manage time really because time just keeps thicken <laughs> you know it's just you can't change that you can't prolong your days what what you can do is take more action but take more wise action and If you look at successful people, they are extremely wise where they invest their time and energy. Like think of the most successful person you know in your circle. And just think how they make decisions and how quick they are in saying yes and no and um how they have an agenda and uh they stick to the important points and they don't let other people mess around with that agenda now they're also flexible and you will see them you will see them maybe taking something off the agenda if um they prioritize something else that pops up out of nowhere and so just observe and analyze that most successful person in your circle and learn apply and then uh, eventually you will attract somebody else and you get to observe them and you learn something new again 
and eventually you will become that person who will inspire other people with uh, with your time management with your level of activity and and uh, that doesn't mean you have to become some sort of uh, influencer or something no it's just uh, you you wouldn't believe how inspiring you are already for some people already and um if you spend time with little children you will notice this they actually you know if you spend time with your niece or nephew or some some little human you know they observe everything and they just they just what they like they just copy and they copy it in such a beautiful beautiful way it's uh, fascinating to me and so that is why it's so important to actually set a good example and uh, be a good good manager of your time or be good action taker right and Grant Cardone is very funny actually because in this chapter he talks about uh, how he hates when people tell him you need more balance in your life you need more balance and he's like I personally am not interested in balance I'm interested in abundance in every area I don't think I should have to sac- sacrifice one in favor of another Successful people think in terms of all, whereas unsuccessful people tend to place limits on themselves. They may believe that if I'm rich, I can't be happy, or if I thrive in my career, then I won't have time to be a good father, husband, or spiritual individual. In fact, it's interesting to notice that the people who put limits on what is available to them are also most inclined to talk about balance (laughs) this is so true holy moly guacamole this is so true and now i am a little i'm quite as obsessive as grand cardone actually i am this person who goes beyond and i I I tend to overdo it on many many fronts and then my body uh stops being able to catch up with all those activities all those extreme activities but I think that's not about burning out that's about misinvestment of my energy it's about being involved in projects that I should have never been involved in. I should, you know, it's like when you try to catch too many rabbits, right? You will, you will catch none. And so even if you are trying to catch two rabbits, you will, <laughs> you will catch, you might end up catching none. And so, and so I'm not actually mad at myself for being a little out of sorts lately 
when it comes to my body. I completely understand where I made mistakes and where I misplaced my energy. I see. I see it very clearly now when I look back. And I'm proud of the ability to be actually able to spot it and to see it and be like, all right, let me let me step back. Let me say no here. Let me say no here. I don't need to be involved here. Also not here. Not here as well. This relationship also doesn't deserve that much of my attention. Neither does this one. <laughs> it's a whole long list of no's. But then you clear your schedule and actually suddenly you have time for everything that's actually important for you. True relationships. The relationships that will go beyond this lifetime. You know? Um, and that, that doesn't mean that those people will be always around. It's just that those bonds will will last, will last through many different dimensions. And so, yeah, so uh, I also like that Grant is actually being outspoken about this balance thing, of course, because he's actually saying, yes, invest in all areas of your life, but be aware that if you want to be successful in all of them, it will demand a high level of action, which has nothing to do with balance, because those days are action, 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 action. Also, rest, a lot of rest in between. But there is a lot of action happening. A lot of action and And that's it. <laughs> Basically, that's it. Now, I really... Like, if you have this book at home, I suggest you to read just the whole chapter because I think it's so valuable. This chapter 17, The Myth of Time Management. It's... I'm looking at my notes here and it's just, it's too funny. This chapter is too funny. It's like Grant talks about this, you know, nonsense of, you know, uh, forget balance, forget balance. And then he's like, these people who are like, yeah, I, you know, I don't need to be rich. I, I would much rather just be happy and spiritual and stuff. He's like, all right, what happiness is there in being unable to pay the bills or provide for your family or worry about your future? <laughs> and that is so true. Like, if you get yourself in financial trouble, there is no, like, that's such a high level of um, stress that you will prioritize very fast. <laughs> You'll be just like, uh yeah I think I think I'll be spiritual tomorrow. Let me make some money now. <laughs> That's not to say that money is not spiritual. Actually, material and spiritual is pretty much the same. We just have these uh, 
limitations in our minds. Uh, these limiting beliefs that say, oh, money is not spiritual, but really, what is more spiritual, actually? What is more spiritual than the exchange uh, between people? And that we've decided to use money to, to label that exchange, well, that's uh, maybe unfortunate, maybe not. It is what it is. It's a kind of currency, right? Anyway, this is a fun episode, a little, little, um, you know, in maybe too many directions, but I think you get what I'm saying here. Um, And if you want to actually walk away with one thing from here, what you can do is actually write down what you do every day. And I mean, I would just observe one day in your life, let it be Monday or some, whatever day you choose, and just see where your, where your time goes, and you could literally just, like, if you want to really self-analyze, you could just use a spreadsheet and, and write maybe 30-minute blocks of your day, and just see, just, like, write down what you were doing, and track, like, how much time are you just scrolling on your phone? How much time are you actually watching TV or news? Or how much time are you, whatever you are doing, how, how, how much time do you spend playing piano or those activities you actually want to do? How much time you invest in exercising? And, you know, just, just but before you start making changes, just observe yourself and write it down and see what a typical day for you looks like. And then you will see these gaps, these huge time-wasting moments in your day. And you'll be like, oh, right, I see where my time is going here. Because as many people say, even Beyonce has the same, the same uh, time frame. <laughs> you know, it's like, even Beyonce has 24 hours in a day. And, uh, you know. So, yeah, this was fun for me. I hope it was fun for you too. Um, but I think it was, if it was annoying for you to listen to me, you, you, you stopped long before. So actually, let me give you some, uh, some reward at the end. Uh, in a form of a channeling. Uh, but let me switch off these cookies that I'm baking as we speak because guess what? Tomorrow I want to surprise somebody with them and I also want to enjoy them as well. All right. So this is the reward for you if you listen thus far. Huh. Let's see what energy we could we could channel. Uh, the energy of time. Now, whatever comes to your mind, there is energy for it. Albeit the energy of curiosity, the energy of creativity, the energy of music, the energy of art, the energy of uh, love, the energy of 
of anger, you know, there are both, there, there is always a, a spectrum of, of energies. It's not only positive, it's also seemingly negative energies or like on the darker side, which are also crucial, crucial for our existence, right? Anyway, um, let's channel the energy of time to give you a message that you need to hear right now. Once you bump into this podcast. <laughs> all right. So I am. this is how you can do ch- uh, channeling yourself, all right? You just say, I am that energy. And then you listen what kind of a download you get. So I am the energy of time. And this is my message for whoever is listening to this. I'm so curious what will come up, guys. I'm so curious. All right. I am the energy of time. Okay, the message is, don't ever feel like you're running out of time. Meaning, if you feel like I'm too late for this to happen in my life or that to happen in my life, you're just on time. Like you are never late. And if you keep saying to yourself, I'm late, I'm always late, I'm, I can't be on time, then just stop saying that. I'm always on time. In every area of my life, I'm always on time. And that is why I take action. That is why I take action. And I control what I... What I know I can control. And then the rest I leave to all of these energies that help us. That help us uh, on this quest. On this journey. (laughs) But be aware of your time. Yeah, what was said here before about actually being mindful about your time. Be grateful for the time and uh, treat time with respect. Mm. Treat the time you have here with respect. And so be respectful to yourself, be respectful to your body, be respectful to your spirit, be respectful to be respectful to To people in your life, um, but being respectful doesn't mean that you always have to be nice. Being respectful sometimes means you have to express yourself fully, clearly, maybe uh, even with um, 
intense words because sometimes people just don't pay attention. So but be smart about it, but don't be afraid to become emotional when you feel it. Now, don't overuse it, but if you feel you need to express yourself in a specific way, then then go and say, I feel this, I need to express this, so please listen and don't take it personally. I just need to express it in this emotion because I need to let it out and I, I, I'm doing it with a good intention, so bear that in mind. Here goes, here goes. Yeah, isn't that so? Sometimes you, sometimes we hurt other people with our words. And sometimes they hurt us with their words. But if they authentically express themselves, then that's what they needed. That's what they needed. And we need to respect that. Even though it's difficult to to sometimes receive those words, sometimes the messages you get from the universe are coming through those people with those harsh words because you otherwise would not listen and it only means that those messages came before and you were not able to decode them hmm right that's it guys these were some powerful messages from the energy of time you can do a channeling yourself now with this energy and play with it see what comes up specifically for you this was a general download for this podcast, but you know you can you can test it out on yourself. Everybody can do this, whoever you are, wherever you are listening. All right, take care of yourself, take care of your time, and be respectful of your time. Bye.